Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What did the Loch Ness Monster say to its friends after quarantine? I don't know. What did the Loch Ness Monster say? Loch time no see. Hey! It's spoop hour. (laughs) Wear your masks. Welcome back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. It is fucking hot here today. It is so hot here today. Speaking of lock time no see, today I lock time no saw <laughs> two of my friends. We we had a like a nice outdoor food day of just eating picnic food and it was fun. But Yay. Julia threatened to take me to go to Bunny Man Bridge again. And I she know she's kidding, and but one of these days she's gonna actually do it. I know she's kidding because if she takes you to Bunny Man Bridge without me, I'm going to have to kill her. Yeah, so, so Julia does listen to our podcast. She um, does, she, so she knows. I'm so dead knows. serious. Um, so Courtney, apparently, uh, Julia, like... Courtney will kill you, so... Yep. You heard it here first, folks. I'm not a friend. <laughs> and or an invitation to take both of us to Bunny Man Bridge, I guess. Yes, that would be that would be better. That's your yeah. better option than murder. Yeah. You can contact us on the internet at spoopbauer at gmail.com or at spoopbauer on Twitter and Instagram. It's true. Someone today sent the Instagram a video of a girl singing a song about how her ideal body is Mothman. Yeah. Which I respect. So. I love it. Mysterious Third Roommate has been doing a bunch of really cool cryptid drawings for the month of July. Yeah. And so I, I think we've been retweeting those on the Spoopar account on Twitter. Yeah. We have. I feel like lately there's been a lot of mythology stuff on Twitter, and so I've just there been like, been. all right, this goes on the Spoopar Twitter. Speaking yeah. of mythology, also, Julia just listened to that episode, and so Sarah Bareilles has a song called Orpheus. Oh, yes, and I so, saw that on the Wikipedia page that was listing out references. Yep, that was the one directly below the Hosier song. Hosier song, yeah. So Top, today I yes. heard the Sarah Bareilles one. So wow. now I've heard the Sarah Bareilles one and the Hosier one. Good. Greek mythology, gotta... the gift that keeps on giving. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes. So I think I've talked before about how like the only recurring dream I have is where I'm lying in bed And I'm awake, and I see a spider drop down from the ceiling. Yes. Well, that dream has evolved. Oh, no. So, I have this pillow. It's technically one of those pillows that's designed so you can spoon comfortably. Sure, yeah. So you can, like, put your arm under it, and it's memory foam, so you can, like, cradle your partner without your arm falling asleep. Oh, no. Is it full spiders? Well, so I very seldom use it for that, but I sleep with it every night because I like to, like, fling myself over it, you know? Like yeah. an adult does. Sure. And so I had a, it, it turned out to be like, you know, my standard night terror, sleep paralysis, whatever. Yeah. But instead of the spider dropping from the ceiling, I dreamt that I was cradled up against the black cuddle pillow and that 
I turned it over to get at the other side, and there was just this nest of spiders. No. And I woke up freaking out, being like, oh my god, there's like seven spiders in the bed. That's I turned the too light real. on. And I like threw the pillow away from me, and of course there were no spiders in it. But it was an ill omen because on oh, Friday... No. I did a deep clean of my closet, which now looking at my closet no longer stresses me out. It's great. Good. But in so doing, I had to deal with three spiders, one of whom was very enterprising and climbed up my arm. So. A, a small spider crawled on me today, and I was like, not today, boys. <laughs> Just like took yeah. a napkin and squashed yeah, it. I, I'm sorry. You encroached on my turf. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, see, it was trying to kill me. I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared for it, so I had no, like, paper goods nearby, oh, so God. I just, like, smacked the hell out of yep. my arm with my hand, and then I immediately washed my hand and arm and yeah. freaked out quietly that's myself awful. for a little bit. I'm but sorry, that's, I had to that's handle pretty that. much it. Oh, it's God. fine. I handled it. Hopefully there are no more spiders in my room. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yeah, mine is, like, a two-step thing. Well, it's, it's spooky in that it's tangentially related to Spoop Hour, so Let not spooky like scary. Step. But so last weekend, my friend Megan got married. Yes. And unfortunately, because of social distancing things, and just like the same reason that I can't have a lot of people at my wedding, yeah, she live streamed hers, and we were watching it, my uh, Jack and I, and like a bunch of our friends, yeah, elsewhere on the internets. And the priest goes on to like his. I guess, parable time, where he's talking about some piece of culture, the Bible, and this couple, right? Sure. As you do in a Catholic Mass. And so he's talking about how there's this movie that he really likes, and it's kind of a newer movie, and he didn't know that he was going to like it, and Uh it was, you know, quite, quite inspiring, and especially for these times. And the movie he was talking about was A Quiet Place. What the fuck? <laughs> and so, of course, like, apparent, according to my friend Megan, the priest said that Megan's face was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, like, just like, was so, like, funny to him. But he, he kept going. But as this is happening, Jack grabs his ears and, like, falls to the floor and is like, no spoilers! And, like, freaking out, because he hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, Even though this movie's, fair, been, out movie's well. been out for several years. It at has, this yeah. Point, to, you kind of have to accept that spoilers in, in, in are coming. In defense of the priest, that movie's been out for a while. Yeah. And, but the, the thing it's is It's been that, an SNL skit at least once. It's, yeah. It's time. <laughs> and, like, I haven't seen it, and also because Jack was yelling about, like, spoilers, I didn't actually hear what the priest said, but one of my friends texted me and said that basically he just, like, spoiled the entire movie. Like, if you hadn't seen it at that point, everything was spoiled. Well. So... That The second part of this is that I did get to see this couple, Megan and her new husband, mm-hmm. this week. They came up to Northern Virginia, and we went to Old Town Alexandria. And so we walked around, and we had some ice cream. And her husband is really into history, and she's really into ghost things. And so I was like, you know, what's a great marriage of spooky things and history are ghost tours. Yes. <laughs> like, especially ghost tours in historic places as opposed to, like, less historic places. Yeah. And so I ended up actually pointing out a couple of the things in Old Town. Like, we didn't get to go on, like, an official ghost tour, but because right. we've been on the ghost tours in Old Town, <laughs> like, I was able to be like, you on the ghost tour. Let, me talk, let me tell you about everything that's spooky that we're going to pass by today. So I took them to, you know, 17-foot hole in the ground, the refrigeration, oh, yeah. and I told them about the weird dentist dream, and I told them about the cat in the walls, and Megan was very much on board for the idea of 
And then I took them, we walked by Gadsby's Tavern. I pointed out where that refrigeration morgue is with the, like, oh, we're going to store our food in here, but also bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really fun. The spoop knowledge came in handy. So it wasn't that spooky, but it was tangentially related to spoop hour. I love it. Yeah. I'm very pleased. Yeah. So everyone should go on ghost tours. That's basically my... Yes. When it is safe for you to do so, go on a ghost tour. Yeah. It's fun. It's an outdoor activity. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Wear your mask. Yes. What's that? A mask? Wear your mask. You know what? You know, masks come in so many different patterns. You can get a cute spooky one and wear it in October. You can get a cute spooky one and wear it in July. It really yeah. doesn't matter. It truly does it. So if you're ready for Halloween now, Mysterious Third Roommate has a Redbubble shop. I think if you just search mm-hmm. Con and Kaufman on Redbubble, it comes right up. But she did a Mothman for Cryptid in July, and then I peer pressured her into making it into a mask. So my Mothman mask is on the way. Oh, hell if yeah. If you want a Mothman mask, you can go get one. And, you know... Why not? Let's do a giveaway. If you're listening to this, oh. email spoophour at gmail.com. Tell us what cryptid you would want to be and why it would be Mothman. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just email us. And yeah. then I'll pick somebody and we'll, we'll get you one of these Mothman masks so Hell you yeah. can be safe and spoopy. Hell yeah. Also, if you're the person who got the full set of chonky cryptid stickers from our live stream for the Cure segment, please also email spoophour at gmail.com because ha- I'm having a hard time getting your contact info. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I would like to get you your stickers. I know we are remiss. So, yeah. email us. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? We are talking about lake monsters, because it is summer, and who doesn't want to jump into a lake that is not infested with monsters, but yes. could be? Yes. I will say, I know, like, three people off the top of my head who are afraid of lakes. Yes, I'm one of them. Yes. You are one of them. My best friend is another. Like, there's a lot, because, you know, you can't see the bottom or can't whatever. can't see the bottom. Like, so- it's, lakes it's not, don't bother me, but, yeah. like, the last time I went on a dedicated lake trip, my parents rented a cabin when I was mm. a kid, and when we got there, the cabin was disgusting and falling apart. Like, See, we were like, we're not sleeping here. And then the lake, we were like, well, maybe we can go in the lake, just had, like, two inches of algae over the whole last thing. So I'm like, no, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, that sounds like so. an episode, I feel like there was an episode of Arthur or The Simpsons or something that basically was that same plot of, like... The lake house is terrible, and also the lake is scary. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, we lived that, and then we turned around and we came home. (laughs) The only lake that I'm like sort of accepting of like putting some of my body into was Lake Michigan at the Sleeping Bear Dunes because that part of Lake Michigan was like super crystal clear. Yeah, but also the water was very cold, so I could only get into my shins. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, otherwise it's that it's that murky water. Yeah. Can't really see the bottom. And, I mean, I have a thing about East Coast beaches, too. I don't go to them. (laughs) Fair. Are there monsters in them? You know, it's hard to say. There could definitely... Did one of us get a concussion in a man-made lake on the East Coast? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Okay, yes, it was me. It's fine. (laughs) I'm fine now. I'm not a murderer. (laughs) I just had a concussion one time. One time. One time, you guys, on a lake. It's fine. But we're talking about lake monsters. So Also, I'm glad this episode is going up now because I know for a fact that Julia is going to a lake right now with her brother. Ooh. She'll listen to it after she went to the lake. After she has seen the lake monster. After she's seen the lake monster. She'll get the tips she needs to identify what the lake lake monster was. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Smith Mountain Lake is so pretty, though. 
Yeah. But it definitely has a lake monster. Smithy. Yeah. The Smith yeah. Mountain Lake Monster. <laughs> yeah. So many of them, I tried to steer clear of them, but so many of them, particularly in the United States, are just like the name of the lake with a Y at the end of it. Yep. So it's like, you have like, Champy, the Lake Champlain Monster. <laughs> All of the Japanese ones basically follow the Nessie naming oh, convention. No. I found one in Argentina, which veered from the Nessie convention because Ooh. instead of adding a Y at the end, it added an Ito because it's, you know, a cute Aww, little nickname. That's so cute. And then there's a Russian version, which absolutely did that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. We'll get into that. Yeah. Do you want to warm up with a featured creature that's I'm... been sitting in my Google Docs for over a month? I'm like slamming my fists on the table. Yes! Featured yes! creature. So here's the fun fact about this featured creature. This was in case the game ran short during our live stream for the Cure segment. I also did a featured creature so we could so fill time. I've been waiting for this. Except I watched all the videos on that day for how to pronounce it. And so I have a phonetic spelling. So I think I'll say it right when the time comes. But will I actually? And it's Who's okay because you just tricked me into sounding it out. And we'll see if either of us are right. That's true. Yeah. We can oh. be wrong together. <laughs> Man, I was clever at the end of this. You'll see in a second. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so this comes courtesy of FolkloreThursday.com. Friday was right there. It would yeah, have been I was alliterative. Say, Folklore Friday. Folklore <laughs> no, Folklore Thursday. Thursday. Can't Throwback be alliterative. Friday. Maybe Folklore Friday was already taken. Oh, maybe. And this also comes from Wikipedia, because where else do we get anything? Where else do we get anything? Nowhere. That's where. Make way for the King Otter. That's me, a massive beastie hailing from Ireland. Those who have seen me describe me as resembling a dog and an otter, although sometimes I'm described as being a dog mermaid. That's right. Half dog, half fish. I love this already, question mark? You should. Okay. <laughs> King otter, dog mermaid. One of the translations of its name is King Otter, so that's why. <gasps> that's so cute. Isn't that great? I mean, it, it, it has eaten people, but also it's so cute. So like, I mean, who, who among us hasn't, hasn't eaten at least eaten one at person? Least one person. One of us and got a concussion cute. in a lake one time. One of us ate a person. It's I'd fine. appreciate it if everybody wouldn't be weird. Right? It's okay. It's fine. As this description implies, I live in bodies of water and am most affiliated with Glenade Lake in Glenade Valley, County Leitrim. I did not look up the pronunciation of Leitrim. I am very sorry, Bridget, our Irish listener, and any <laughs> other Irish listeners who are listening. We just know Bridget by name. The most well-known account of me is courtesy of a headstone in the Conwall Cemetery, where a woman named Grace Connolly is buried. Grace was washing her clothes in the lake one morning in the 1600s when I thought she was looking like a snack. <laughs> but, like, literally. And, oops, I maybe attacked and killed her. I mean, her it's always good to look like a snack. Yeah. You never know when you'll become part of a legend. Yeah, I was like, ooh, yo, girl, you looking like a snack. Om, nom, 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 nom. And then I got a little excited and ate her. <laughs> it happens. Her husband came running at the sound of her scream and found me standing over the body. Oop. He ultimately killed me and then my mate, though, for oh, the crime no. of meeting his wife, which is rude, frankly. But, you know, I'm biased. Yeah. I've been called the king of all lakes and father of all otters, which makes sense given that my name is an old Irish word for otter. I did put it in here. Yeah. <laughs> People say that I can, quote, run my muzzle through rocks and swim very fast, crossing my lake home only in a matter of seconds. Also, sometimes I screech. Whomst among us. Whomst among us. Doesn't sometimes screech. Do you need some help identifying what I am? Yes. All right. First syllable sounds like an industrial average. 
Dow? Yep. Okay. <laughs> that, that was the part where I was like, oh, that was clever. Good job, Passport. Yeah. The second syllable sounds like how British people say um. Um. <laughs> no, I meant like, because they don't, they don't say um, they say another word. Uh, I mean, they do say um, but like the British one. What then? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm the Dow what then? Everybody look out. <laughs> no, like, it's the second half of the thing that I had to kill on my arm the other day. Er. There you go. Okay. And the final syllable is something you do to babies. Cradle? Fuck. <laughs> Change their or diaper? It's what Scottish people call cows. Coo. So, if you string it all together, I am... A dower coo? I am a dower coo. Oh my god. I, I think that's how you say it. Dower coo. It's spelled D-O-B-H-A-R dash C-H-U with a little yeah. accent egg on it. it's dower coo. Yeah, but it's dower coo. There's a B in it that you don't say because yeah. it's Ireland, the so silent, why not? Silent B. Yeah, so are you ready to look at... The Dower Coup. I am. This is the Dower Coup. Oh, Dower Coup! See, he's just oh. trying his best. He's just a big otter and he gets hungry. Right? Like, it happens. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so my first creature is Issy. <laughs> I told you, there's Issy is- 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 or Ishi, Kushi, and Umibozu. So two of those three are... <laughs> Named after, basically, the the naming convention of Nessie. Yeah. So... We gotta start naming our lake monsters more creative shit, you right? guys. Like, Ireland named theirs Dower Coo, and then everybody else just phoned it the fuck in. Yeah. Everyone else is like, ah, yeah, sounds good. All right, yeah, everyone, now we're gonna name them the after cares. Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. Ness. Ness. Nessie. Nessie. Perfect. Nessie. Nessa... <laughs> Nessu, Nesso. Yeah, Nessie sounds like it's the right one. <laughs> the Loch Ness monster has basically been, like, or it's our basically our inspiration for this episode. Although we it's aren't true. going to be talking about Nessie because we've talked about Nessie before, right? We have. Yeah. I believe we covered Nessie in the sea monster episode, which is kind of inappropriate because it's a it's a lake monster, lake monster. But when you think of sea monsters, you think of Nessie. Yeah. So. The Loch Ness Monster is kind of the be-all and end-all for monsters living in the water. Right. And, so. you know, that you might think of, like, oh, well, Nessie is about it, and then you hear about Champy, but Nessie is definitely the kind of, has cornered that market, right, yeah. about freshwater Nessie's cryptids. the OG yeah. of water monsters. Right. So, because there is an opportunity for other water monsters, there may be a monster lurking in the depths of Kyushu's Lake Ikeda, and the... N- Name of the monster for this Lake Ikeda monster is Isi-kun. <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> I remembered halfway through Sasha's sentence that I have a Loch Ness monster hat that I should have been wearing from minute one. I have a Loch Ness monster plushie that should be sitting with me right now oh, from yeah. minute one. Wait, let me... I'm gonna go get it. Hold on. Hey, Nessie. My really Hi, cool Nessie. roommate. It's just Nessie hour. And a cat, because, you know. My really jealous. cool roommate, Courtney, got this for me. She sounds like a bitch. Oh, well, she's really nice. <laughs> oh, well, she sounds like oh, a bitch. it smells really good because I have these two bunnies from Disney World that smell like uh-huh. apples. And it sits with the bunnies <gasps> so from Disney like World. Apples? So now it smells like apples? So now Nessie smells like apples. I love it. Anyway, I love this. This is really cute. So, so Issy-kun, <laughs> or Ishikun is 
Lake Monster. Is it Lake Monster? Nailed it. <laughs> and Lake Ikeda is about 15 kilometers around and has a maximum depth of 233 meters. And it's... That's pretty deep. The, yeah. So it's the largest lake in Kyushu, even though it's not necessarily very large. And there aren't very many lakes in Kyushu, so this is kind of like the lake. Mm-hmm. It is a caldera lake, so it doesn't connect to the ocean and depends basically on precipitation to maintain its water levels. Gotcha. And so, you know, already, you know, take take the story with a grain of salt. But the lake is supposedly home to a large saurian creature, very dinosaur-y, called Ishi. And the city does prefer to put the little diminutive kun at the end of his name to keep him cute, because he's not scary. <laughs> he was first spotted by a family in 1978, and since then, 20 witnesses reported seeing some black humps several meters in length moving through the water. Also, a man named uh, Toshiaki Matsuhara caught the creature on film. The photo they have basically looks like it could be some glare on the water, or it could be a monster, you know. Who's could to be say? a nursery. Could be a nursery. And basically, because we all love tourism and we all love getting those tourist bucks. We sure do. This town in Kyushu has been basically promoting the story since the 70s to attract vi- visitors to the region. There is some even uh, even some mythology to explain Ishii's creation. Mm-hmm. In the story, a white mare lived on the shores of the lake with her foal. And when the foal was captured by samurai, the white mare leapt into the lake in despair, transforming into a huge water creature. She surfaces now and then to look for her child. There's no explanation why Issy is female in the story, but the monster is generally yeah, that cons- is yeah considered male. So you know, don't don't ask questions. Look, gender is a spectrum. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. On a completely unrelated note, Lake Ikeda is also home to giant eels, some of the largest in the world. So maybe we're also seeing a giant eel. The, these eels can grow several meters in length, and the resemblance to Issy could purely be con- coincidental, but they're really, like, not leaning into, like, Issy is a big, you know, eel monster, but yeah. it's more, like, kind of a dinosaur-y type, like, Plesiosaur thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, there are some photos I will share with you, Courtney, to put on the Instagram. Love um, it! But basically, Issy looks like a Loch Ness monster, but with two humps. <laughs> Instead of just one. Instead of just one. They have Issy cell phone straps and stuff that are really cute. Aww. You can get purple sweet potato ice cream, the Benimo ice cream, mm-hmm. that is, like, approved by Ishii. Cute. Yeah, so, like, they really, like, have leaned into it. There's, like, a playground that's shaped like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's just a fun little local legend. Love it. Yeah. I respect any monster that is on board with ice cream. Right. If anyone wants to draw me, like, a mothman with, like, an ice cream cone, enjoying, with Nessie, who's got, like, an ice cream sundae, and Ishii with something, like, it's just, like, an ice cream social, but for cryptids. Ooh. I will also accept that. It's for powergmail.com. I love I'll send that. you a mask. I like that idea. Wouldn't that be cute? Right? Cryptid ice I cream party. I might need party. to talk to Mysterious Third Roommate. Cryptid ice cream party. Woo! Cryptid ice cream party. <laughs> cryptid ice cream party. <laughs> You can come if you bring snacks. Yes. <laughs> All anyway, right. tell me and Nessie about another monster. 
All right, so all of my monsters came from Wikipedia, AnimalPlanet.com, because they're real, Standard.net, UtahOutdoorActivities.com, StrangeMag.com, Cryptids.Fandom.com, NewCryptoZoology.Fandom.com, <laughs> Patagonia-Argentina.com, AncientOrigins.net, and WelcomeArgentina.com. <laughs> so first we're going to talk about the Bear Lake monster. Mm-hmm. As you can see, they shucked the naming convention. They did not call it Barry, which would have been cute because it's an actual name. Instead, they were just like, what if we just put monster on the end of it? But you'll understand why in a second. The person who came up with it was maybe not the most creative or reputable. Gotta add that la- little, the little E at the end of there to make it cute and less threatening. Yeah. Well... So here's the thing. Bear Lake sits on the Utah-Idaho border and is 109 square miles of fresh water. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get the Bear Lake monster. In 1868, Mormon colonizer Joseph C. Rich published a series of sightings of a mysterious monster in the Desert Evening News. I know you think I'm editorializing calling him a Mormon colonizer because that's <laughs> what he is. But no, at least three of the articles I read called him a Mormon colonizer, and I was like, I am here for it. <laughs> so maybe that's why he didn't give it a cute name, is because he was too busy being a colonizing piece of shit. Yeah. So, Rich said that the native populace had legends of a, quote, strange serpent-like creature inhabiting the waters of Bear Lake. This creature kept the locals from swimming or bathing in the water for fear of being carried off, but what really caught the colonizers' attention was when white people started seeing the monster. Oh. Again, you think this is me throwing shade at a colonizer, but this is genuinely what he wrote in an article. Word for word, he wrote, A number of our white settlers declare they have seen it with their own eyes. So, you know, it's all fun and games until white people start seeing it, and then it counts. One white man was riding near the lake when he saw a weird blob floating in the water. At first he thought, huh, a dead body, and was fine with it. But as he watched, the waves washed over it, and the blob didn't move. So it's maybe not a dead body floating in the lake. (laughs) Then he saw a head and neck emerge from the water with ears the size of pint glasses. Okay. But in others, they describe it as being large bunches, so I don't know if that means that it has, like, cute little, like, like hydrangea ears, or if it has, like, pint glass ears. I don't know. The white people were not clear on this point. At this point, the white man realized the blob was actually the body of some sort of monster, and so he was like, I'm gonna go. Not some I don't rocks be eaten. and algae. <laughs> no. No, it's either a dead body or a monster. Those are your two Those options Those are the only two options. Yeah. What is it? Dead body? No? Then it's a monster. Monster. (laughs) The next day, three women and a man were out for a lakeside stroll when they saw a monstrous animal moving through the lake at speeds they had never seen before. And the final sighting, documented in Rich's article, was a doozy. Oh boy. Eight people total, six women who remained nameless because women Women. are property, so why would you name them? (laughs) Yeah, and then the two men who get names because everything's terrible and they're the only ones who matter. Yep. Again, you think this is me editorializing. He does not name the six women. He names the two men. (laughs) Anyway, so this crew of eight people were returning from Fish Haven when they saw a weird motion a few miles out on the lake. Sorry, the town is called Fish Haven. (laughs) It sounds like something out of Animal Crossing. (laughs) And I don't even play Animal Crossing. (laughs) So the group guessed that whatever creature was causing the commotion had to be at least 90 feet long. They thought it was brown, and it was moving faster than a locomotive, like Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Choo-choo! But 
right when the three-foot waves died down in the wake of the creature, another one appeared. But this one was a little bit smaller. It was it was only about the size of a horse. And I put on my notes, so too big. That's still too big. It's still too big. If we know anything about horses, they're it's too big. they're too big. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about horses is they are too big. Too big. You can at me. You're not going to convince me. Horses are too big. You heard it here first, folks. The article emphasized how reliable the two men were. Like, it genuinely gave, like, a laundry list of their accomplishments and what their jobs were so that and you no knew they're not just, like... no to the other women. <laughs> no, nobody cares about them. But the two men were super reputable, so you know you can take them at their word and that they for sure saw a monster. We for sure saw it. We for sure saw it. It's, like, so legit. Also, we were strolling with six ladies. You can't get their names, but they're definitely real. <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe it was just two dudes yeah. blown out by the lake. Two and dudes then they were like being guys. Just two dudes being guys. And then they were like, when we tell people this, we got to make ourselves sound like we're studs. Let's say there were six women there. Three for each of us. <laughs> Three, because that's how many it takes. <laughs> 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 I like this headcanon of these white men. Right. Once the article was published, everyone was obsessed with the Bear Lake monster. The belief that the lake was home to a giant monster persisted through the decades although they never really agreed on what the monster looked like. But at one point, about a month after the article was published, another journalist did a study in the town and just asked everybody, do you believe in the Bear Lake monster? And overwhelmingly, everybody said yes. <laughs> I was worried that you were going to be like, and overwhelmingly, everybody said no. Fuck those overwhelmingly, guys. Overwhelmingly, everybody was like, have you seen those guys? There's no way they could have three ladies apiece. <laughs> So, when you ask different witnesses who claim to have seen the monster what it looks like, some say it looks like a giant walrus, others say it's a mega crocodile, which looks nothing like a walrus, and others say it's basically just a super long snake. None of these things look anything like the other, so we maybe need to double check. One is also the size of a horse, the other one is as fast as a locomotive. Look, a lot's going on with the Bear Lake monster, don't worry about it. There's also a description that combines all of these, and it's my favorite one. Yes. It's a 200-foot-long snake with a walrus head, sans tusks, that has eyes about a foot apart like an alligator's eyes. <laughs> and it could also have a bunch of legs that are 18 inches long like a centipede, making it awkward on land. Okay, that's a drawing prompt for Mysterious Third Roommate. Can I <laughs> Just please... Help me picture it. Draw us what you think the Bear Lake monster looks like. If you've seen the Bear Lake monster and it doesn't look like any of these things, please tell us what it looks like. Draw us a picture of what you think the Bear Lake the monster, Bear Lake monster looks, looks, like. looks like. There's some crocodile in there. There's walrus. There's snake. There's <laughs> a bunch of centipede legs. What <laughs> to say? Are the legs articulated or are they just flat out like centipede legs? I don't know. You tell me. I'm stupid and know nothing. <laughs> shoop, shoop. And then just, just like, just scurries through the water, just like, wiggling. You can't see it, but Bookbox and I are doing a little wiggle dance with our <laughs> With our arms, arms straight out. <laughs> stick, stick both your arms straight out like a T, and then just yeah. shimmy. Yeah, and then you shimmy, 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 work it, work it, work it. Work it. <laughs> Make whooshing noises like you're swimming. Yeah. <laughs> but also chugga-chugga-choo-choo noises, because you're faster than a locomotive. This is the new TikTok challenge. I'm not on TikTok, but if you are, new TikTok challenge. Hashtag Bear Lake Monster Challenge. <laughs> That's what the youth are doing. Smash cut to 1977. <laughs> I put smash cut in my notes. Somehow I knew we were going to be riffing on that. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to put smash cut. It'll smash be cut. funny. 
Now we need it. Smash cut. 1977. Mike Havertz, a Bear Lake local, was canoeing on the lake with friends when suddenly, in the light of a full moon, they saw a huge channel of water. It was about 20 feet long and 2 feet wide, and it was charging right towards them. As it approached, 18-inch high waves started to overtake the canoe, and then whatever it was was nearly underneath the canoe. Uh. That's when two or three smooth humps came out of the water. (laughs) Mike did not tell a soul that this happened to him until 40 years later when his nephew announced that he was doing a documentary on the Bear Lake monster. His nephew did not know that he had seen this monster. He just heard about it and was like, I'm going to do a documentary about the history of this thing. And then his uncle was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. (laughs) Okay, man. Cool. Thanks, uncle. Oh, cool. If you want to watch the documentary, it's now on YouTube. It's Matthew Havertz, and it's called In Search of the Bear Lake Monster. That's awesome. It's on the table. I did not watch it, but it looks great. So if you want to watch it and report back. I will watch it and report back. Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) In 2002, a new report emerged courtesy of Brian Hershey, a local business owner. While out on his boat, Brian saw two humps emerge from the lake before swiftly disappearing. The bear lake That's monster he... has two humps. Two humps. 18 legs. Everybody do the bear lake monster. Choo-choo. Anyway, so Brian is out on the lake. He sees two humps emerge from the lake and then disappears. And he's like, huh, that's weird. And then something rammed the side of his boat. No. So he rushed to the side of the boat that something hit, which personally I would not do. I'd be like, well, I'm going back in. I'm done boating for now and possibly forever. But not Brian. So Brian rushes over and that's when he sees a head rise from the water to greet him. The monster had dark green slimy skin and beet red eyes. And it looked Brian right in the eye. But after holding his gaze for a moment, the monster disappeared. Uh-huh. So are you ready for a fun fact about the lake that makes this all sort of plausible? Sure. It is home to four species of fish that don't exist anywhere else in the world. Whoa. So it is theoretically possible that there is an unknown species in there that's actually a giant lake monster. That's fun and also isn't, terrifying isn't that nuts and also the reason i don't go to lakes yeah you can't trust lakes you because can't they trust have lakes. secret fishes the bear lake has animals that you don't see anywhere else like, you can't trust secret fishes you guys <laughs> what if what if it's like one giant fish that they all just like band together it's it's like that one Pokemon that can school oh, yeah, yeah, in Pokemon yeah. Sun yeah. and Move. So it's like one big fish, but then it schools and it looks like a bunch of little fish. Yeah, with so three humps. Like yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah. two humps and it, it's got a bunch of legs and shit. And so that's why they think there's there's four species of fish in there. It's not four species. It's one fish that are all attached. That's crazy. <gasps> anyway, do you want to tell me about another lake monster? Yeah, I can tell you about another lake monster. So we're st- still in Japan, and my sources I forgot to share at the beginning were Sora News 24, Cryptids Fandom with a Z, and Wikipedia. Okay, so another, i.e. naming convention sea monster or lake monster is named Kushi uh, or Kusi, which is a cryptid believed to live in Lake Kusharo in northern, northern Japan in Hokkaido. Oh, so Lake Kusharo is 
located within the Akan National Park in eastern Hokkaido and derives its name from the Ainu world, a word, kuchero, which means a place where the lake becomes a river and the river flows out. It is a caldera lake, and it's formed in this crater of a volcano that is now long dormant, and is also notable for being the largest lake of this kind in Japan and the sixth largest lake in Japan overall. It has the largest island in a freshwater lake, um, which is called Nakanoshima, which is a composite volcano. So think lake with an island in the middle, and the middle is another island that has a vo- or the island is a volcano. So it's- gotcha. So it's a donut hole with a donut in the with it's a donut with a donut hole in the middle of the donut, but inside the donut hole yeah. is another hole, like Basically, in Knives Out. Yes. <laughs> it's fifty-seven okay. kilometers in circumference and reaches depths of one hundred seventeen point five meters. So Kushi is the okay. s- creature who lives in this lake. Kushi is reported being between f- ten and twenty meters in length, or thirty to sixty feet for us Americans, and its most commonly cited color is dark brown. Apparently, it's okay. got a neck of moderate length, so it's not this like big, long neck monster, but it has, you know, a sizable neck. And sometimes yeah. humps are mentioned by the black-eyed peas. <laughs> Perhaps humps, your humps, your lovely lady lumps. Check, Check it out. It out. <laughs> so the head of the creature is said to look somewhat like that of a horse, but larger with silver eyes. And also is sometimes described as having two protrusions like giraffe horns up top. So think giant, basically giant giraffe head, but a sea monster or a lake monster. Okay. A few reports mention the creature making strange grunting or clicking noises. And many witnesses report having felt this like very distinctly uneasy, disturbed or like, quote, icky feeling upon seeing the creature. Or maybe... Ichthy feeling? Uh, I'm knocking these fish puns really out of the water, are. you guys. Oh my god, out of the water! Out of the water! Out of the water! Double pun! So, so this creature, I guess, like, doesn't inspire a lot of, like, excitement and confidence, and instead is just like, oh god, what did I just see? Like, more like fear. <laughs> it's a real bummer of a It's a real of bummer a of a creature. So, <laughs> apparently Kushi is also a very fast lake monster. In 1974, footage taken of some mysterious creature moving along the uh, lake was moving at breakneck speed. In September 1974, a group of 15 witnesses reported being surprised by a large but somewhat triangular-shaped animal with shining skin like glistening scales moving under the water with the speed of a motorboat. And then in 1988, another individual was riding in a motorboat reported basically being paced by a large animal at a distance of about 15 meters away that he described as having Hmm. a dark back that looked like that of a dolphin. The animal followed him for a while, keeping up with the fast boat before disappearing under the water. The Lake Kusharu lock monster, Kushi, became like a little bit more well-known during the 1970s, um, or throughout the 1970s after those like, initial um, sightings, where someone reported seeing an object that looked like a boat uh, turned upside down swimming quickly through the water, oh. a group of 40 middle school students on a field trip, <laughs> and their teachers saying that they thought they saw something not too far offshore, which, I mean, if you're going to believe people like a group of 40 people saw something right <laughs> maybe yeah, but or also they're middle, they're middle schoolers, schoolers who who are the worst yeah, are the worst 
Sorry to any middle schoolers listening to this podcast. Right. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> You've seen your cohort. <laughs> also in the 70s, for one month, TV crew boats and that were equipped with fish finder sonars and teams of divers actually went and explored the lake. And their efforts did produce some interesting results. Some of the boats reported that they found some kind of large something at depths of 15 to 20 meters. And a TV crew from the Hokkaido Broadcasting Company managed to catch footage of the alleged creature. Over the years, Kushi has been photographed and filmed on several occasions, but it seems like the most recent was 1990, so about 30 years ago. And so... Basically, media attention made Kushi famous in the 1970s, but it wasn't necessarily like a long-lived sea creature, though there are rumors that there were other things or some strange or unknown about the lake. The Ainu people, who are the northern indigenous people of Japan, mm-hmm. have long told of a giant snake that inhabits the lake. And then they, I guess, like during the Meiji era... Japanese people from, like, who came into the area told of seeing some kind of creature that was said to attack deer and eat deer whole. Oh, dear. And so, dear. And so, (laughs) like, there are other monsters in the area that, you know, have been spotted. Lake Kusharo itself is not a particularly good habitat for aquatic life. The area is very well known for its hot springs and volcanic activity. Like I said before, there is a little volcano in the center of the lake. Um, And volcanic gases do bubble up beneath the surface, and the water is highly acidic. And then Hmm. in 1938, there was an eruption in the area that basically create a large amount of sulfur that found its way into the water since. And so they're not really ideal for fish. And then the ones that can thrive are lake species that are resistant to acidic and water conditions like rainbow trout. And they kind of congregate near inflowing streams that dilute the water. And basically they're saying that that would limit the food supply and make the conditions difficult for such a large animal. So, you know... There, there's some justification for the spotting saying, oh, maybe it's just a school of fish that you saw moving in, you know, a triangle, in a triangle formation. formation. Or yeah. maybe it's a fun deer that learned how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. a fun deer. <laughs> so, so there are people that try to use the surviving plesiosaur story, just like Nessie or Issy mm-hmm. or something like that. But basically, they just want... It, the the image that's used is that plesiosaur because they really don't have anything else to describe it or like a visual. There is another there is a picture, a very grainy photo that does look just like Nessie coming out of the water. Could be could be a plesiosaur. Could be a nursery. We just don't we just know. Don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. Are you ready to talk about the one that shucks the naming convention? Hell yeah. Kind of. Alright. All right, so now we're going down to Argentina. Cool. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Nahuelito. Yay, little Ido. Yep. So at Nahuel Huapi Lake, so not just Nahueli, but Nahuelito, because he's tiny. <laughs> In Argentina, residents and tourists alike have spotted Nahuelito, the Patagonian lake monster. Mm. Nahuelito has allegedly been hanging out in the region since the late 1800s, but it wasn't documented outside of legend until 1922 when press coverage began. So, according to the Aboriginal legend, Nahuel Huapi Lake is home to an aquatic animal called cuero, which means leather, because it had leathery skin. Oh. It also had no head, legs, or tail, 
So I don't super know. <laughs> is it a blob? Because it doesn't have a head. I like when originally I read it had no head or legs. I'm like, okay, so it's like a snake shape. But then it said no tail. And basically all a snake is is tail. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I it is. I don't know what it, it is. It's just like a blob. <laughs> a leathery blob. It's fine. In 1910, George Garrett was on a business excursion on the lake when he saw an animal that, quote, seemed to have a 15 to 20 foot diameter, projected perhaps six feet over the water, and remained in sight for 15 minutes. It took 12 years for this account to hit the presses, but once it did, it blew up, thanks in part to the fact that it was hitting at the same time that stories of the Loch Ness Monster were coming from across the ocean. So people were like, oh, Scotland has a lake monster. Maybe Argentina has a lake yeah, monster, too. <laughs> and this is where the story starts to have it all. Because if you're sitting there thinking, are there sheriffs in this? Are there gold diggers in this? Are there Nazis in this? The answer to all three is yes. Is this an Indiana Jones movie? Yes. It's oh. Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Search for Nahuelito. Even the Buenos Aires Zoo got involved in the Search for Nahuelito, but that was less about the Buenos Aires Zoo suddenly believing in cryptids and more trying to find conclusive evidence that the Patagonian lakes have a plesiosaur at the behest of their unique director. <laughs> in 1922, after the initial press story of Nahuelito broke, American gold digger, which is how the internet referred to him, and sheriff Martin Sheffield told said director, Clemente Onelli, that he had seen prints of some sort of creature around the lake. Hmm. Sheffield even described the creature, which had reportedly surfaced at the center of the lake. It was like a huge swan with a clumsy body and a highly flexible neck. So, like, a plesiosaur, but with, like, a shorter, clumsy swan body. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> the zoo's expedition led to no conclusive proof that Nahuelito exists. Scientific American described the outing in its 1922 issue, published in July, saying that the creature, quote if it ever existed, appears to have fled to parts unknown. Because Scientific American is having none of it. <laughs> right. Since then, Nahuelito has made an appearance in a number of blurry photos and shaky videos. Conservationists have pressed for laws preventing anyone from hunting Nahuelito, thanks okay. to the previous excursions bringing dynamite guns and other weapons. Oh, God. So just gonna blast it out? Yeah, they're like, what if we just blow up the whole goddamn lake? No! So their thought in trying to protect Nahuelito is like, okay, well, if there's only one of it, it's just a super endangered creature. Yeah. So you shouldn't hunt it. Right. No such laws were ever enacted, though. Uh. There are a few theories as to what Nahuelito is, though. So, mm -hmm. most popular, classic, it's a plesiosaur. This theory is that Nahuelito is a creature that has been around since the age of the dinosaurs and is in fact a plesiosaur, an aquatic reptile with a long neck and flippers. Why it probably isn't true is the lakes where Nahuelito resides were formed after the extinction of plesiosaurs. Uh -huh. So for this to be the case, Nahuelito would have needed to like move somewhere else lay low for a few thousand years, and then be like, oh, look, lakes, and then just come yeah, move back in. Yeah, Nahuelito would have had to, like, land travel. Yeah. And then be like, ooh, lakes seem nice after thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. So, theory number two. The most bananas theory. Well, actually, no. I take that back. Not the most. Tied for the most bananas theory. Okay. A nuclear mutation like Godzilla. Uh-huh. 
In the 1950s, nearby Huemol Island was home to a top-secret plant to develop a fusion power device called the Thermotron. The Uh super fake-sounding but somehow real Thermotron project would result (laughs) in unlimited power generation. But again, it's called the Thermotron. If I were writing a movie script that was like, I need a scientific innovation, Thermotron would be on the list of things I wouldn't call it because it sounds really fake. It sounds stupid. You want to come see my Thermotron? No. Oh my god. Obviously, since Thermotron Project wants unlimited power generation, they're actually attempting nuclear fusion, which was a legitimate uh-huh. thing that the Thermotron Project at Quimel sure. Island was trying for. And where you get nuclear fusion attempts, you get nuclear runoff and uh-huh. mutations. Yeah, three-eyed leading, fish. Yep. That's leading to the appearance of Nahualito. Why it probably isn't true, and this is where we get the plot for the next Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> the scientist behind the Thermotron was an Austrian-German man by the name of Ronald Richter, who was a Nazi. Ah. He ended up in Argentina when the Nazis fell and they scattered, because a lot of them uh-huh. ended up in Argentina. And he was mm-hmm. eventually hired by Juan Perón. So Juan Perón hired him to develop a nuclear program, and his reasoning behind it was that Richter was a Nazi scientist, and Perone believed that any project undertaken by a Nazi German scientist was bound to be successful. Uh, to that I point to what happened to the Nazis, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, God. So when Perone and Richter started announcing that they had successfully accomplished nuclear fusion, it was very quickly clear this was an elaborate fraud to support Perone's government and be like, oh, he's got this cool device called a Thermotron. But it was 100% not true. They absolutely did not accomplish nuclear fusion. And once Perone was deposed, Richter was arrested for fraud and fled the country. Again. Yes. Fled again. Yeah, he actually, he fled Argentina and then he bounced around for a little bit and then he came back to Argentina. What the (laughs) fuck? But it was like years later, so I guess they weren't looking for him anymore. I I guess. Jam. And then this is the other one that is tied for the strangest. Nahuelito is a submarine. Oh. <laughs> that Pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah, I was going to say, there's an episode of Gravity Falls mm-hmm. with a Nessie-like or Plesiosaurus-like sea creature. Yeah. But as it turns out, it was just like a robot submarine type thing mm-hmm. controlled by... One of the characters in town, and they're like, oh man, it wasn't real. But then at the end of the episode, like, it kind of sinks down, the camera sinks down into the water, and like, a plesiosaurus looking creature swims past it. So it's like, oh, maybe it was real. Clearly, someone is familiar with Nahualito. So this Clearly. theory posits that a small submarine of unknown origin appeared in various bodies of water around Argentina. Uh-huh. It was pursued by the Argentinian Navy in the 1960s, but they were <laughs> unable to catch up to it or get a clear view of it. So maybe all sightings of Nahualito are of a monster-shaped submarine. And I put in my notes, do I really need to point out why this one is ridiculous? <laughs> right, but also why that one is amazing. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Like, a submarine popping up in this lake, just like, hello, Hello. And everyone would be like, a monster! <laughs> a monster! It's a monster! Because why would you put a submarine in the lake? Right? If you think about, like, every cartoon submarine that you've ever seen with the little, like... Yeah, the periscope. Periscope. Comes yeah. up. Yeah. yeah I keep like doing the sign scenic. for dinosaur, but yeah. 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 And also, we're already... I mean, we have some banter in there, but yeah. we're, we're 
we're at, we're we're at the there. one hour mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'll go quick. So now we're going to go time. over to Russia. Russia, Mother Russia. Mm-hmm. Mother Russia. So we're going to talk about the Brosno dragon, a.k.a. Brosnia. <laughs> I thought about... Bro. There were so many times where I stopped myself from making, like, a Pierce Brosnan as James Bond joke. Right. <laughs> but then or I was like, Courtney, no. Brosnia. Brosnia. Pierce Bro. Brosnia. Where he drinks his, his martinis with vodka and straight and up. And his bros. With his bros. <laughs> Pierce Brosnia. James Pierce Bond. Brosnia. 007 with his bros. <laughs> Sitting six feet apart in a hot tub because they don't want they coronavirus. Don't coronavirus. So they, <laughs> they wear their masks and they sit six feet apart and they, they sip their vodka martinis through their mask. I'm so sorry to any Russian listeners. <laughs> I'm just the worst. And I'll never learn my lesson. In the Tver region of Russia, you'll find Lake Brosno, home to the Brosno dragon or Brosnia. Lake Brosno is the only lake of the lake so far that is creepy in and of itself. Like, even if you disregard the fact that allegedly a spooky monster is within it, it is a creepy-ass lake. Because it is isolated from civilization, the only things that are around it are abandoned villages, dilapidated houses, and a sunken church on one side. Okay. (laughs) But conditions at the lake make it impossible to conduct an expedition to determine how long the church has been there. So we don't know when that church is from. It's just a sunken lake it, that we can't get to. Uh, and it's not a deep... I think the lake is only like... I'm gonna look it up. It's only like 17 meters deep. It's not super deep. But there's a church in it. But there's a sunken church in it that we can't That's get to. crazy. At its deepest point, it's 43 meters deep. It's not that deep. Right. No. Anyway... So, we're going to check off's gun, that sunken church. We're going to lift church. it out of the lake, and we're going to put it on the mantle. There the legend is. of Brosnia is centuries old. It probably started in the 1200s, when Brosnia was credited with scaring off the invading Mongolian army when they stopped at the lake to rest their horses. As the horses drank from the lake, a giant roaring monster sprung out of the water and ate the horses and a bunch of soldiers. Those who survived fled the region, and nearby Novgorod was spared an invasion. Another legend is that a group of Vikings made their way to Lake Brosno to try and hide some plundered booty on an island in the center (laughs) of the lake. Booty. Booty. (laughs) Swiggity sweetie. But as they approached the tiny island, a monstrous dragon appeared from the depths of the lake and swallowed the island and their ship whole. Damn. It's a big-ass... Again, this lake is not that big. But, this but monster, there's a big-ass creature in there's it. There's a big-ass creature. Like, apparently the lake is, like, two inches of water and then just creature. <laughs> right. That can swallow a boat hole. Yeah. It's, it's really, like, puddle brosno with a giant-ass monster. So like, <laughs> just splish-splashing. So he's just splish-splashing. <laughs> he's got his water wings on because he's like, oh, I don't like deep water. <laughs> this Viking legend, there are variations on it that have continued for several centuries, but they've shrunken over the years, so instead of it being a big Viking ship and an island, it's just like a fisherman out on his little fishing boat that gets swallowed whole because he made the foolhardy decision of fishing when Brosnia was about. Yeah. As you do. You know. You gotta gotta fish, you know? At the end of the day. During World War II, Brosnia was rumored to have emerged from the lake at such speeds that he temporarily took flight and swallowed a Nazi airplane. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's just, yeet, and then just, hom nom nom, <laughs> take nom, that, nom, you fucking eat the Nazis. Nazis. 
And then as he landed back in his six inches of water, he said, I hate Nazis. And it was amazing. Yes. And everybody yeah. high-fived. And Pierce Brosnan shared a martini with him. Yes, because Pierce Brosnan is one of his bros. <laughs> having fun you guys we're having a great time <laughs> i hope you're having a great time because we're having a fantastic time other sightings claim that brosnia is able to walk on the water because it's only six inches deep so he's not so yes. much walking on the water as there's mud at the bottom of it because it's not that deep <laughs> he can generate sand mountains from the bottom of the lake and okay. turn boats upside down he's a talented monster he's that, you know, it's important to be a multi-hyphenate in this day and age, you right? know? exactly. It's not just enough to walk on water or generate sand mountains or flip boats you up. You have to be able to do everything. Y- you really do. You know, it's like being a triple threat when you're trying to be an actor where you can right. act and sing and dance. So. And he probably has a family, so he's trying to have it all. Yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to have a family in the six inches of water with him. Yeah. <laughs> but they're that's all enough, giant, too, so it's that's really enough crowded. space to have a family. You like, know. Like, that, that little corner over there could be a nursery. <laughs> could be a nursery. Could be a the nursery. Like, monster comes over sometimes with his 18 legs and just, like, flops <laughs> just, on in there. Hi, guys. Chugga, chugga, choo, 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 choo. <laughs> I'm really having a great time. Oh, this is great. Ten cannons. To this day, people try to capture pictures of the elusive dragon. Your best chances to see Brosnia are if you go to the lake at night, because that's when it floats on the surface. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it floats on the six inches of water that are left, because it's so big. <laughs> but it does, and it, it does so at night. Are you ready for some fun and cool science? Yes. Okay. I love fun and cool science. So, one of the explanations for Brosnia, why we can't prove it exists, or why people think they see it... There are fractures at the bottom of the lake that release hydrogen sulfide from time to time. So this will cause nearby water to boil, and that boiling can give the illusion of an emerging dragon head. Because, like, think Uh about really rapid boiling water. You get kind of a shape, and it looks like something's coming up. So it's kind of like Kushi, where it's a volcano, and it's, yeah, okay. Yep. And hydrogen sulfide would kill animals in its path, and if a human found themselves in the middle of it, they could also uh, die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, oh, so did your fisherman get eaten by a dragon or did he get caught there during one yeah. of these, like, gas releases? <laughs> there's another theory that there's a secret underwater volcano in Lake Brosno that erupts from time to time. But remember how I said that they couldn't do an expedition on the church? This right. is why. is because periodically the water boils. Oh, you and can't go under any... Yeah. You can't go... No, not for a prolonged period of times because you don't know when it's going to happen. So oh, shit. maybe there's a secret underwater volcano down there. That's and bonkers. Yeah, we don't know. Damn. On a more boring level, though, there are also sturgeon in the lake, and sturgeon can get to be 20 feet long, and they're basically yes. sea monster shaped. Or, and this is, this is the best explanation, for some reason people think it's a mutant beaver. Okay. I don't know how mutated your beaver has to be to look like what this dragon looks like, because everybody agrees it looks like a dragon. It's not just, like, a snake-looking thing. It looks like a dragon. A dragon. So I don't know what has happened like, to this beaver, but it's seen some shit. <laughs> like, I can I can understand sturgeon. Yeah, because sturgeons are kind of sea monster S- shape and sea monster-looking yeah. anyway. Yeah. But beaver's odd. <laughs> yeah. Beaver is, like, a step too far. Yeah. And then there's also smelt shoals at the bottom of the lake. So if you're at the surface of the lake, those smelt shoals can be reflected. Are you going to say he who smelt it dealt it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This 
Sasha just leaned close to her webcam with her, like, like she was going to tell me a secret. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Whoever smelt shoals, dealt Dealt shoals. <laughs> it doesn't work. Don't worry about it. It's fine. So... Because of refraction, because of the way light hits water, if you see mm-hmm. those smelt shoals, it could give the illusion of a giant dragon head being under the surface because mm. of the way smelt shoals look. Yeah. But those are boring. So we're hashtag team Brosnio, Brosnia the <laughs> Brosno dragon <laughs> hanging Bro- with his like- bros. We're hanging out with his bros. Six he- feet apart because it's coronavirus. Six feet apart because we don't want virus and we respect the health of our bros. Who exactly. wants martini? We wear a mask. You wear a mask because I am scary dragon, but I, I want to keep my germs to myself. Yes, I am protecting you by your wearing a mask, mask over me. my dragon face. Yes, I wear a mask over my dragon face to protect you. Your mask over your normal face protect me. We protect <laughs> each other because we're bros. This might be my new favorite, our headcanon for cryptids. Like, he, can, right? he joins the halls with the Jersey Devil having Kenny G hair and be like, children, why are you running? Well, but it's and see, then the Jersey no- Devil would also wear a mask. A mask. He would, because he'd be like, children, why are you outside? Stay inside when you can and wear your masks. Wear your mask. I was just thinking, he sits in the hot tub with his bros. He sits yeah. in the hot tub. The hot tub is this giant it's lake. It's the lake. Yeah. Because it, it has the gas it's that hot, releases it's and hot, it boils. It's hot, it boils. There we go. Cracked. We crack we, case. Wa- case. Wide One open. Around. You're welcome. <laughs> we crack the case. We are team Brosnia the bro dragon. <laughs> I, your hat makes me so happy. <laughs> I this got entire it episode, you've just been wearing the hat. <laughs> I, I just left it on. But it's so good. Anyway, so Loch Ness Monster, Brosnia, Jersey Devil, they all wear a mask. They hang out in hot tub that is six inches deep. They stay six feet apart because they respect each other and don't want to share germs. It's a very wide but shallow lake. It's, 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 like, it's like when you roll dough out, so the dough is very thin, but it covers large surface area. It is that but lake. But lake. <laughs> All our Russian listeners are like, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that was Spoop Hour Lake Monsters. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're hanging in there. Wait, Julia, masks? tell me about the Smith Mountain Lake Monster Smithy. Smithy. <laughs> Is you he can just make something up. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We'll accept it. Is he chill yeah. bro like Brosnia? Did he wear a mask? Did he wear a mask? Did he respect social distancing? We just don't know. We just don't know. You can find us on the internet to tell us how terrible we are on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email spoopar at gmail.com. Your doodles of maybe what the bear like monster looks yeah. like. If you have a lake monster that we didn't talk about, you want us yeah. to talk about, tell us. Because there's a ton of them. And yeah. most of them are like Champy or whatever. They follow the naming convention. But, you know, tell us about your local lake monsters. Yeah. Or so. if there's a cryptid we haven't done yet. I, I was thinking about proposing another episode idea where we just, like, find a random cryptid page on cryptids.fandom. I love it. <laughs> just, like, start talking about cryptids. Just random cryptids we haven't talked about yet. I love it. Because it's always time for cryptids. It's always time for cryptids. It's crypt time. It's crypt time. Crypt time. It's like when you're hanging with your Brosnia dragon, it's crypt time. (laughs) (laughs) I have to stop doing that. Otherwise, people are going to hunt me down. But anyway, we hope you had fun. We had fun. Mm -hmm. Have a great week, you guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your mask. Wear your masks. Make good choices. Make sure your mask goes over your nose. Oh, yeah. You don't want your your nose penis hanging out over your underpants. Yeah. 
And you can get cute ones, or you can make cute ones. Mysterious yeah. Third Roommate has a cute one. Email spoopo.gmail.com if you want one My of those mom's been making ones. them. But yeah. now that I know that I probably need to go back to work in September mm. and teach the children in person, mm. but I went on oldnavy.com oh, and yeah. they're selling five packs for $12. Perfect. And I bought 20 masks <laughs> because I need to be able to wear them as underwear. I'm going to show them with Jack, but like, yeah. like he'll, he'll have his own set of those. But like, you need to wear them like underwear. Yeah. Wear it, One take it day. off, wash it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Be safe, wear your masks, email gmail.com if you want to enter the giveaway of a Mothman mask. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. You really don't. It's not like before when we've done giveaways where we ask you no, to donate email to something. Us, you can just like, email. Tell us how hey, you're doing. Yeah, listen to your episode. Yeah. Have I'm a nice on the day. mask. Yeah, email <laughs> and you'll go in the yeah. pool and then we'll pick somebody. You'll go in the very shallow six-inch pool. You'll go into the six-inch six pool. Yes. And you'll be in there with a the dragon, but it's okay, because he's super chill. Yeah. He's just, like, a real chill bro. And you're going to have he a wants, great time. Yeah. He's fun. He's yeah. Brosnia the bro. Yeah. He's like Brosnia before Hosnia. You know? <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions. Or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, guys. Oh, oh hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael. Oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Get slayed.